0: Chapter Eight, Part Five of Guide to the Study of the Christian Religion. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox. L i b r i v o x. Dot o r g. Recording by Elsa Gallo. Guide to the Study of Christian Religion, edited by Gerald BERNIE Smith chapter eight part five four the historical movement until very recent times the entire course of human history has been treated by historians as if it were under the guidance of a supernatural agency even after political history ceased to be treated from the point of view that postulated a ruling providence in its course religious history was still regarded as providential and exempt from the natural conditions of other history its literature institutions and events were held to have been divinely shaped into the forms which they have assumed the genetic treatment of history The tendency to treat the literature and institutions of religious history as natural developments out of historical conditions is what is meant by the historical movement. It is the principle of natural causation, the scientific method, applied to religious literature and history. Development of Historical Method the historical method has been gradually developed since the fifteenth century through the discovery and application of the following principles the principle of historical correlation or correspondence the principle of historical development and the principle of historical uniformity these principles are the presupposition of all modern historical research and interpretation the principle of historical correlation all modern scientific historical scholars now take for granted the principle of the historical correlation of contemporaneous and consecutive events and processes things happen in history in relation to other things and bear the marks of those relations it is assumed that persons documents and events are made under given conditions of time and place and that they will invariably bear the markings of their time and place they are correlated and will therefore correspond to each other the older historical research and interpretation which were under the influence of the supernaturalistic or providential presupposition treated a religious and much political history as out of all relation to conditions of time and place This principle is the essence of the procedure of determining the date, authority, and genuineness of historical documents. The principle of historical correlation was recognized in the literary criticism of Greek and Roman scholars, but after their time it disappeared from use until the 15th century. Its employment by Valla and others in the 15th century inaugurated the modern historical movement the principle of historical development the principle of historical development gradually made its appearance during the seventeenth and eighteenth centuries this principle assumes that everything historical nature man society language literature law government morality and religion with all their institutions passes through a process of growth from simple embryonic beginnings and that everything is governed in this process by the properties of its own nature and the conditions relative to it it is really the principle of correlation applied to successive stages of the same changing organism the principle of historical uniformity the principle of historical uniformity was the last to receive recognition in the development of historical research. It assumes, like the doctrine of uniformism in geology, that the causes, forces, and processes with which the historian has to do in the past are identical with the causes, forces, and processes which are in operation at the present time. Human history, it is assumed, has always been the same as it is today the apparent differences between events in the past and present are due not to real differences in what took place but to a difference of interpretation the tendency in many past periods as in many present stages of culture has been to interpret events supernaturally the same events are interpreted at present and in advanced stages of culture on a basis of natural occurrence it is the recognition of the reign of natural law in history as in nature hence the modern historian attempts to explain past events in the light of present events governed always however by the particular evidences in the case this principle has received special application in the case of myths legends and miracles in history and also in the case of the study of comparative religion joined with the developmental principle it has formed the basis for a unification of the religious phenomena of all periods and peoples. The principle is really grounded in the conceptions of the continuity of history and the unity of the race. The historical study of the Bible. The employment of the historical method in either secular or sacred history was impossible so long as historical learning was exclusively in the hands of the Church as it was during the medieval period or even so long as it was under the influence of theological motives as it was until the close of the eighteenth century but the employment of the historical method in the study of biblical or sacred literature and history was delayed through the dogmatic belief in the inspired and providential nature of that literature and history long after other fields of history had admitted it and even then the earliest application of the method to biblical literature was undertaken by scholars outside the orthodox religious circles at great risk to reputation and well-being and only in the last decade or two has it been possible to take this step with entire immunity from persecution the method has however steadily won its way to favor even in religious circles which repudiated it as infidel a generation ago through sheer force of discovered facts of the confirmations of archaeology and the comparative sciences and of the general spread of the rational spirit of veracity the struggle for the right of free historical investigation in every realm of christian literature and history has cost more than a hundred years of effort in the face of the bitterest opposition and not a few martyrs to the cause history of biblical criticism turning now to the rise and progress of the historical movement in religious literature and history the student should give special attention to the influence of humanism the reformation rationalism the idealistic philosophy and evolutionary science The movement began with Vala, 1405-57, Erasmus, 1466-1536, and other humanists in an application of the critical historical methods known to them to classical literature, then to ecclesiastical documents, and finally to biblical literature. Their work was largely confined to textual criticism. The Reformation quickly checked this movement in the direction of biblical criticism, but promoted it in application to the history and documents of medieval Catholicism. The rise of rationalism prepared the way for the application of historical methods to biblical literature. Benedict Spinoza, 1632 to 77 was one of the first in modern times to discover the intimate relation between biblical literature and its contemporaneous history he anticipated in his tractatus Theologico politicus the most modern conception of the dependence of the interpreter upon a knowledge of the history of scripture on the basis of this principle, he denied the mosaic authorship of the Pentateuch and thus inaugurated the modern historical-critical study of Scripture. The denial of the mosaic authorship of the Pentateuch by Spinoza, Hobbes, Simon, and others led to the discovery of the documentary hypothesis by Jean Astruc, sixteen eighty four to seventeen forty nine out of this discovery has grown after many modifications the modern analysis of the old testament the most important contributions to this phase of old testament study were made by jg acorn 1752 to 1822 the first to give to the method the name higher criticism ja ernesti 1707 to 81 who opposed the allegorical method of interpretation with the conception of one literal sense and declared the Bible should be interpreted as any other book j d michaelis seventeen seventeen to ninety one who was the first to attempt an interpretation of the laws and history of Israel as a natural political rather than providential religious phenomenon, and alexander geddes seventeen thirty seven to eighteen o two who modified the documentary theory by the so-called fragment theory and extended the analytical documentary method to the entire pentateuch and to other books of the bible historical criticism of the old testament a new epoch in biblical study opened with the discovery of the principle of historical development it arose outside the field of biblical study but it was immediately applied to biblical literature and history the idea of development in nature and in history had taken possession of the most diverse circles of thought during the eighteenth century it was to be found among scientists philosophers poets archaeologists philologists and historians they were all working with it the common illustration of it was the various stages of human life from infancy to old age such is the history of the race they said but it remained for darwin and the evolutionary scientists to make the complete demonstration of it and to establish it as a fixed presupposition in every field of historical as well as scientific investigation gunkel remarks It was the great idealistic poets and thinkers of germany who originated this conception of history and great masters such as vatke bauer wellhausen and harnack have transferred it to the sphere of religion no conception of history has meant so much for modern christian scholarship as this one especially in the genetic form which it has assumed more recently through the influence of evolutionary science among the first to apply the idea of development as stages of growth to the history of Israel was Lissing, 1729-81, but the first to make this idea the basis of a critical investigation and reconstruction of the literature and history of Israel was Wilhelm Wadke, 1806-82. The course of Old Testament criticism since 1835, the date of the publication of Wadke's work, has followed the direction taken by him its task has been to determine the order of development in the religious life and institutions of israel and on the basis of this order to reconstruct the facts of the date and authorship of the old testament books the study of old testament literature has thus terminated in a study of the life ideas customs and institutions embraced by it or contemporary with it as a condition of understanding the literature itself the principle of development belongs first of all to history and then to the literature as a record a reflection and a product of the history history is primary and original literature is secondary and derivative biblical interpretation limited to a study of the literature alone soon ran its course and discovered its dependence upon history this is the principle of the historical method and it was in this form that biblical study produced such startling results during the nineteenth century historical criticism of the new testament the historical method began to be applied to the New Testament by Semler (1725-91), to and he was followed by Acorn and the Wet in the employment of the same methods. Two events occurred in 1835, however, which make this an epoch-making date in the historical study of the New Testament: the publication of the Leben Jesu by Strauss and of the work of the pastoral epistles by f c Bauer. as in the field of old testament study so in the new the attention of scholars was steadily forced to focus upon the persons ideas and institutions involved in the literature or contemporary with it as a condition of understanding the literature itself it was this which led to that most characteristic phase of the historical movement during the 19th century the study of the life of Jesus. Just what its course of development was and what it achieved for the modern understanding of Jesus has been carefully traced and explained by Weinel and Schweitzer. The Critical Study of Church History coincident with its rise in the study of old and new testament history and literature the historical method began to be applied with epoch-making results first to early church history by Bauer and hatch and then to the entire field of church history including both doctrine and institution by such leaders as ranke richel harnack and somme Toward the close of the 19th century, the influence of historical investigation in the field of comparative religion began to dominate the study of Hebrew and Christian origins and gave rise to the so-called religionsgeschichteschule which places the emphasis upon the comparative method and upon the genetic aspects of development. Historical events have a genealogy. They are not only modified by contemporary conditions, but grow out of antecedent forms hermann gunkel in his paper before the berlin congress of liberal christianity in nineteen ten to which the student is especially referred declared that this new tendency in historical investigation was not entirely new but a new wave upon the surface of the historical stream the ground thought he said which at the present day rules all true historical investigation, is that the spiritual life of mankind is a unity, and that it is, by a certain orderly arrangement, bound together as a whole. Everything has come into being by a continuing process, each with its own special character, and yet, in some measure, to be brought into comparison with the rest. End of chapter 8 Part 5. Recording by Elsa Gallo for Batalion, Tampa, Florida. Part 5. The Development of Modern Christianity.